Ladies and gentlemen, your very own Michigan State Spartans. Goal scored by Fatai Alashe, Ryan Keener, and the cast. Let's hear it for your MSU Spartans, Rachel Van Poplen. Goal scored by Mary Catherine Fiebernitz. All right, uh, we have Adam Montague on today, who just got drafted in the third round. And Adam, we also have a special guest. We have Luke Ferris from the Red Cedar Rowdies here. Hey, Luke, how you doing? Adam, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. Not too much. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm actually in East Lansing. Uh, I'm just uh, kind of waiting to report just here training uh, on my own with the uh, the team, actually. Awesome. Well, uh, Adam, after... Uh, the MLS Super Draft starts on Thursday. You have to wait five days to get drafted. How difficult was that for you? Well, you know, it, it wasn't too bad, honestly. Um, I think being up at school and, you know, kind of being around my friends, uh, my girlfriend's in town, too. So, you know, I just kind of went through my normal routine. Um, you know, I just, just kept working out. Um, had to get ready for some online classes I'm taking this semester. So I just tried to not think about it as much as I could and just try to get into a normal routine. And, you know, it kind of flew by, honestly. What, seeing Fatai get drafted number four, you know, and then Jay signing his homegrown contract. You know, what was what what was the feeling? You know, going through your, your mind or just the emotions? You know, since playing with those guys for so many years. It, honestly, it's it's pretty special. Um, you know, I, I, watching the draft and seeing Chicago, you know, number four overall was, was something I'll never forget. Um, you know, I was watching with uh, my roommate Quinn McInerney, who's also a member of the team, and you know, it, it was a pretty special experience to, to see his name called and then to watch him go up on the podium and. Honestly, he delivered probably what I thought was the, the best, um, you know, drafty speech. You know, obviously, thanking his teammates was, was pretty cool. And, um, you know, and, and as far as Jay signing with Toronto SV, that's great as well. Um, you know, there's been kind of some, some rumors going on. And, and to finally see Jay uh, put his, his name on the paper, it, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, to know that I've played with two guys that will be playing in MLS next year. And, you know, hopefully myself as well. Is, you know, it's great for the program and, um, you know, great for Michigan State soccer. Uh, now at Vancouver, you have a chance to play with Christian Dean and Darren Maddox. Um, I believe Darren Maddox you played against uh, when you played at Akron, correct? Yes. Yeah. I played against him, I think, maybe once, maybe twice. Okay. And then, you know, how excited are you to play with, you know, two great players such as them, uh, you know, Christian Dean and Darren Maddox in Vancouver? It's great. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things that those are guys that both played in, in college soccer and, you know, they've gone on to the Vancouver Whitecaps and MLS and have had pretty successful career so far um you know christian had a great rookie year last year and um they're gonna be kind of guys that i'm gonna look to that has you know made, made the transition from college to you know having successful careers not just with the mls but the vancouver whitecaps as well um so they're definitely guys that you know i, I would hope to connect with and kind of show me the ropes as we go you know, after viewing with teams at the mls combine uh, did you think that vancouver was going to draft you or did you actually expect another team to take you in the third or fourth round yeah, um, there was a you know I had a, I had a great interview with with the Whitecaps um, coach coaching staff Carl Robinson and guys um, you know and I definitely thought there was a pretty good a good opportunity that I would get taken by the Whitecaps you know and some other teams as well um, you know and that's that's the beauty of the draft is you really don't know um, until you until you see your name kind of roll across the screen so um, you know I definitely thought there was it was a pretty good opportunity that the Whitecaps would select me um, but you know like I said there's some other teams as well so it was just kind of a you know, sit back and wait and, you know, kind of see who has the opportunity to take me. Now, Luke, uh, you know, how do you feel, you know, after watching Adam for so many years, you know, what from the stands, you know, how do you feel about, you know, not only Adam, but also two other Michigan State players getting drafted? You just have a lot of pride. I think 
obviously the MLS draft is a little bit different, uh, and I feel bad for Adam. He had to wait. So for us as fans, we were excited to see what was happening, and obviously Fatai being drafted that high, I didn't expect it. Uh, so that was an awesome treat. And then Jay, and then and then seeing Adam's name pop up was pretty exciting. As fans, it's fun to see guys you supported for four years make it big and make it to their dreams. And it's exciting to see him in MLS. I know we all were like, all right, what jersey are we going to buy now? So it's it's exciting. It's just a lot of Spartan pride. I think when you see Spartans playing at a high level competitively anywhere, there's just so much pride. And I'm excited for all three of the guys. Yeah, I think I need a Adam Fatai and a Jay jersey as well. I think that's the next <laughs> thing on my step. So, you know, Adam, you know, at the MLS Combine, uh, you know, Damon said you had a very good second day. Um, you know, he hit the crossbar, got a goal. You know, Fatai didn't play much, unfortunately, because of a groin injury. But, you know, at the Combine, did you feel like you showed teams enough of your skill, you know, that, hey, you know, why not draft me in the third round or maybe even higher? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, you know, I think I actually had a pretty pretty good showing for myself. Um, you know, in, in interviewing and meeting with teams, they definitely agreed. Um, you know, a lot of teams said that, you know, as far as my stats have gone in college, you know, there's guys that, you know, consistently were scoring 15 to 20 goals in college soccer, you know, and I was one of the forwards there that was on the lower end of that. Um, so, you know, it was nice for them to, you know, be able to watch me play and see what I can do. Um, you know, and that was kind of one of their questions was like, we think you're a great player, you know, and you definitely showed today that you are, you know, and it's, it's tough for us because, you know, we, we see the guys with the bigger names and they scored all a bunch of these goals, you know, and it's nice to be able to come to a combine setting and see some guys that stand out that we weren't as familiar with before. Um, so, you know, I definitely think that going to the combine and playing well and playing hard definitely helped, you know, my stock. And I think it ultimately was probably a, a large reason of why I was selected. What was it like being at the combine? Because to me, it probably sent you back to like high school tryouts or travel team tryouts, being just there for a short period of time and having every moment under a microscope. Yeah, I mean, you know, everything you're doing is is being watched very closely. You know, I mean, even stuff is, you know, wearing the right uh, attire to meals and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a little nerve wracking, and I think every every player deals with it differently. I mean. I would definitely say you'd see some guys that were picked to, you know, project to go in the top 10 and didn't have great combines, whether it was nerves or, you know, just actual ability, you know, flip. And I think a guy like myself who, you know, kind of always has the same mentality, um, you know, I, I kind of play with kind of a free spirit and um, always, always remain relatively calm. And I just, you know, I told myself and I just was going to go there and work hard and good things would happen. And, um, you know, I think the guys that went there and weren't worried about making little mistakes, um, performed well, and I think the guys that were, you know, worried about every single pass and every single play, it definitely hurt them uh, over the, the five-day period. Now, you said you weren't, you know, you didn't put up the 15 goals, you know, every every season in college. You know, did you feel like, you know, you were under the radar a bit and that you had just had something to prove to a lot of people? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I think it started back in high school. When I, you know, I played with a smaller club and, um, you know, ultimately getting a, an opportunity to play for Michigan State, I was kind of a an unknown commodity, I guess, so to speak. And I've kind of always had that chip on my shoulder, um, you know, and I, I can't say that I was always the most productive in scoring 10 to 15 goals every year, but, um, you know, I've always felt like I was definitely one of the best forwards, you know, uh, within the conference and, and definitely within the country, I think. Um, you know, I, I think I've done a lot of things well, um, especially in my time at Michigan State, that kind of go, you know, unnoticed, um, you know, as far as being able to hold up the ball well, just kind of being a menace and, you know, eventually getting getting some goals in the back of the net. Um, you know, I think some MLS teams definitely need guys like that. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm a typical kind of number nine. I'm a big guy. You can kind of make it a tough day for any defender. And 
know, sometimes in some games, some systems, that's what some teams need. And I think there are some teams, um, you know, especially the Vancouver Whitecaps that saw that and um, definitely thought that I was a commodity they could add to their roster. Yeah. I mean, look at the roster here. I mean, Darren Maddox is 5'10", Caleb Clark is 6'1", Octavio Rivera is only 6'2". That's all the forwards they have. So you're the tallest one now. You know, do you think that's going to help you, you know, possibly make the Whitecaps roster? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, you know, a lot of those guys you mentioned are kind of the quicker, more athletic, more dynamic kind of guys. And, um, you know, myself, I'm more of your typical number nine, your target forward. Um, you know, and every team, depending on injuries and personnel, are going to have to play different systems. You know, and as, as when it comes to having a, you know, strong target forward, I think I could be their guy. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes in preseason and, um, you know, what kind of system we're going to be playing. But I definitely think if, if they're looking for a guy that, you know, can play the, tar- the strong target forward role, um, you know, I definitely have the abilities and the strengths to be able to do that. Now, Darren Maddox or whoever else can't replace Tim Kreutz, right? Just, you know, from the MSU days, right? <laughs> no, not all that speed. <laughs> um, you know, how did MSU, playing at MSU, prepare you for the MLS? Well, I would say first and foremost, it's, it's just there's a huge discipline factor. Um, you know, obviously we're student athletes at Michigan State, but, you know, for a large majority of my time here, you know, you really feel like a professional. Um, it's a profession, professional atmosphere, you know, professional environment, professional coaches. Um, you know, they treat you as such. Um, you know, obviously we've got a lot of academic, you know, responsibilities, but at the same time, you know, soccer is a huge component of our lives here. And, um, you know, I'd say it's, it comes down to just being disciplined on and off the field. You know, guys that are able to go to class all day and then come to practice and, you know, kind of close out the outside world and focus solely on soccer for a few hours a day, you know, that's going to be important because, you know, as when you're a professional athlete, you're only worried of soccer. And I think that, you know, coming to Michigan State and being able to play for a high-performing team, you know, and go to classes is something that it's it's a huge challenge to be able to multitask. You know, so I think going in a professional environment where you're only worried of soccer, it's going to, you know, hopefully be a smooth transition because, you know, now I'm not having to worry about getting to my 8 a.m. I'm just worried about getting to the training room before training. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, like the rest of us have to worry about our 9 o'clock classes now. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I talked to Jay and Fatai, and, you know, Fatai said, you know, conditioning was a big thing he needs to work on to prepare himself for the MLS. Jay said, you know, uh, gaining some weight, some muscle. You know, what's something that you think you really need to work on, you know, to be able to make the first team for Vancouver and to be a productive MLS player? Well, I think just heading into camp, I think first and foremost, it's kind of like what Fatai said. It's just trying to get as fit as you possibly can, um, you know, and that's a huge component of the game that kind of that a lot of people overlook, you know, and there's been a lot of you know, different articles. And if you ask Landon Donovan, you know, what was the, one of the things that he set himself apart from a lot of players? And he would, you know, I remember reading an article and he said it was just pure fitness. You know, finding a guy that can play at 100% for 90 minutes is tough. So I think first and foremost, I've been focusing on trying to get my fitness and conditioning up. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, I think you know, I've got a lot of good attributes, and I think one thing I need to continue to improve on is being more clinical in front of goal, and that just means getting as many reps as I can, you know, shooting and you know, redirecting crosses. Um, and I've been doing a lot of that stuff these past few weeks so that when I do get to camp, you know, I look strong and I'm sharp, and, you know, hopefully I can um, bang in some goals. Was playing in the MLS always a dream for you, or did it just kind of, you know, occur, you know, midway through your college career? No, I mean, playing professional soccer is, you know, something I think a lot of kids dream about, um, you know, and I think it's one of those things when you get older, you start start to realize that, you know, a dream can become a reality. And, um, you know, I've always had the dream, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've wanted to be a professional soccer player. Um, but, you know, I definitely think these last couple of years, 
you know, I, I could see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel and see that it was a real possibility. Um, you know, and I think that being able to, you know, have a somewhat consistent year and kind of a, a decent little soccer career here at Michigan State has definitely helped me um, try to put myself into the limelight. So, um, yeah, no, I think that I definitely have had this dream for a long time. And, you know, it's it's been nice to hopefully, you know, get the opportunity to realize it here in the next couple of months. Now, you and Jay are in Canada. You know, he's in Toronto and you're in Vancouver. So, you know, if you make the team and everything goes well, you guys going to visit each other uh, during the season? Well, yeah, they have, as far as, you know, the actual geography goes, Jay might as well be in New York and I could be in Seattle. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I mean, the, the Whitecaps, you know, and, uh, and uh, Toronto will, will play in the, uh, the Canadian Cup. So there will definitely be some meetings between um, Jay and myself, hopefully, um, and, you know, within, within the, the USL ranks as well, I'm sure. You know, we'll get some an opportunity to play some minutes against each other. At least I'm, I'm hopeful that'll happen. Mm-hmm. Have um, you, have I've you, played have... against Jay and, and some summer games the last couple of years, and there's always some pretty good battles. And, um, you know, I think Jay's going to have a, a great career, and, you know, hopefully he'll be in the center of park with uh, Michael Bradley as soon as possible. Have you learned the national anthem yet? Because you've played with a Canadian, but now you're going to be adopted Canadian. So uh... Yeah, I, I, I can honestly say I have not learned the national anthem yet. I think that's definitely something that I'm going to have to you know, kind of recite on my long seven-hour plane ride out there. Um, how how forward, you know, like you talked about playing against uh, Jay. What about Fatai? Because you do play Fatai, I think, in uh, February I saw on their schedule. Yeah, uh, both being in the Western Conference, that's another one that I'll definitely have marked on my schedule. And, you know, hopefully we'll both, uh, you know, have the opportunity to, uh, you know, get out there and, and kind of go after it. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty optimistic for Fatai. I think that he's got a really good opportunity to, you know, kind of get some minutes under his belt early on in his MLS career. And, you know, I'm hoping that I can, you know, make the team and do the same for myself. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that would be one of those things that would, you know, pretty cliche, but it would be a pretty special experience to be able to play and, you know, change jerseys at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you get a little more of a shot at Fatai just because he's kind of a defensive midfielder. So I think there's going to be some pretty interesting battles going on if you and Fatai ever play against each other. Yeah, it'll just bring me back to college practices where Fatai is just being a hack as usual. So, uh, you know, it, it'd be pretty fun to be able to play against him in, in that kind of atmosphere. Yes. Uh, and then the last question here is, you know, if everything works out and, you know, you guys have professional careers and stable professional careers, you know, would you ever like to play on the same team with Jay and Fatai again in the future? Yeah, I mean, that would be, you know, in a fairytale world, that would happen as soon as possible. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, Fatai and I played together one summer in Columbus Crew, so, you know, it'd be pretty unique if we could all end up on the same, you know, MLS roster. And, um, you know, hopefully we all have long, healthy careers, and, you know, one day that, that dream could be coming out. Well, uh, Adam, I appreciate taking time out of your busy day. Um, you know, safe travels, and, uh, you know, Luke and I and, you know, I've told Jay and Patai this too. I wish you guys all the best, and I hope to see all of you guys on ESPN someday. Or, like I told Jay and Patai, come down to Columbus or Chicago, and I'd love to see you guys play. Awesome, awesome. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. It's nice talking to you as always. Thank you. See you, Adam. Good luck. Thank you.